dude, spring game. Um, yeah. I don't know what the what the post game was like. Um, I don't know if. Which first, let me say this. Thank God we got that last drive with Jackson Arnold in the number one <laughs> offensive unit, right? That was perfect. That, the way the whole thing unfolded at the end was awesome. Getting to see him with that group going up against the number one defense. Uh, Best ball of the scored, day. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he, he looked really solid and had to score a touchdown to get a two-point conversion for the win. You had some drama there late. I, that was awesome to see that. That capped what was already a, a good weekend, a good day. That capped it off with something really exciting. Well, yeah, there's a there's a lot to like about the defense, uh, and, and we'll get to that. So, okay, we, we saw it on, on Saturday, right? Um, Gabriel, I think, was good for the most part, maybe missed a, a layup or two. So what's the narrative now going into the offseason about the quarterbacks after we saw them both on Saturday? Where well, are we at? <laughs> the narrative is... Well, I don't know what the narrative is, but would you like – I'll tell you what I think. Um, I believe that it is clear that Jackson Arnold has more potential, more upside than Dylan Gabriel. Okay. Um, now, that obviously, as a true freshman, comes with a tremendous amount of risk, okay, and – it's one thing to go out and perform well against a defense that you've practiced against for 15 straight uh, practices. You you know their looks. You know what they're bringing. Um, it's not showing up on game day and not knowing what the defense's game plan is going to be. All right, so we have to keep that in mind. But he's got everything you need. He's got a beautiful deep ball. He's got crisp, accurate passes in the intermediate and short game he's athletic he can run we saw you know they they called it back which you know who cares we got the highlight right so it doesn't matter if they called it back or not we got to see great running for a touchdown didn't he got to see him uh going down the middle of the the defense for a long touchdown run he's got it all now when does he become the starter at the university of oklahoma that's going to be hard to peg, but I'll say this. He's going to be a star, uh, a part of the offense in week one, would be my bet. Wow. In what capacity? I mean, as the backup quarterback, I know, but as a running threat, as, I mean, what, what, does, that, what does that look like? That's interesting. I imagine it will probably start off with some type of running threat, maybe um, – Maybe they, they implement right away what we saw at one point last year with the number two offense going out for a series for a handful of plays. Um, I just think you have to give him a role early. Uh, number one, you never know what's going to happen with your starter, right? You don't want Jackson Arnold's you know, first snaps in, in pressure, meaningful football to be after Dylan Gabriel goes down in the second quarter OU Texas, right? You want him to have a little bit of seat time with the offense and not just in mop-up duty when you're up four touchdowns against Arkansas State. And let's just hope we get to that point. But um, So I think that you bring him along and get him in on the action whenever it matters, whenever the game's not decided, and, and see what he's got and continue to throw more and more on his plate each week. 
let me as t- long let me throw- as he as long as he produces, makes good decisions, takes care of the football, and it, it is what we've seen. Okay, let me let me throw this at you. Uh, agree with all that, by the way. Um, had a tough start to the day because of the lack of protection. We we yeah. kind of know the situation with the offensive line, so that is what it is. We were all impressed with just naturally what Jackson Arnold can do. Um, but were you at least a little, a little bit even more impressed with the fact that he had the day that he had with the limited protection, and then he steps in in the end of the game after all of that? After all of that, he comes in that final drive, throws the best ball of the day to Gavin Freeman to tie the game up. That impress you even more, or just not not so much? Not not that not that big of a takeaway. Um... I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily think it was that big of a takeaway. Um, yeah, we, and we'll get into it more as the day rolls on. But it it was a difficult spring game to really evaluate anyone because of the lack of depth that they have going on the offensive line right now. It it just made it really difficult. Um, but. Yeah, I guess you could say that in a game-like atmosphere, having played behind a, a piece-together offensive line and had defensive linemen and backers in his face immediately the entire day, like the clock, the natural you know clock that you have in the pocket wasn't all out of whack whenever he got an opportunity to go in there with the number one offensive line late in the game. He hung in there, threw some really good balls, uh, so yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll give that some okay. some positive right. marks. <laughs> we got I just want to know about who's that? this we that you're talking about? Is that like you and your wife, you yes. and your family? Yes. Or is that just like all the of us royal together? We? Yeah, okay. just the royal we. We we is the ref army, I guess. Uh, Gunny says JFA is taking over by October. Now he spelled by B Y E, and there is a bye week in October, the week <laughs> after Texas. So maybe that's the way of that's Gunny's way of saying he's taking over during the bye week in October after Texas. Well, I love the way uh, I love where your head's at with that, but let's not give our uh, text line too much credit, okay? Fair enough. Nine one eight. We got a quarterback battle in all caps. Okay, overreaction. JFA will be very solid by middle year, and a player, uh, Patrick says. You don't want Arnold taking his first meaningful snaps in the SEC. I agree with that. Um, it's like we talked about last week. There's definitely some incentive to getting Jackson Arnold in the game this year yeah. to where he's not facing live bullets for the first time when you're uh, on the road in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, because you have theorized, Tyler, and it's not just – it's not just, you know, theory that out of nowhere. You've done some research on this. I, you believe that we're going to start off the SEC with a difficult game and like a big showcase type of game, and most likely it's going to be like really early, like maybe the second or third game of the year, right? Correct, yes. So – uh, you may get one gear up game, and then Georgia yep. next year. So, like to that point, is it's not just about you know okay first year starting, but 
it could be just like what we saw with Texas last year and the Ewers kid. Wasn't that the second game of the year? Or was, that wasn't the opener, was it? You no, know, yeah, they had a uh, they had an easy opener. Or wait, no, well, did they play like uh, did they play like Louisiana or something in the first yeah, week last year right. and handle them, and then they played Alabama in week two? But yeah, it's a situation like that most likely. They played someone crappy, and everyone was patting them all on the back and everything. You know how it goes. So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the point here. Um, now. All of that, obviously, is as long as everything continues to progress as you think it will, and I've got no reason to believe that it won't. So, yeah. Do we have a quarterback battle, controversy? I don't know. You can call it whatever you want. I think Jackson Arnold's going to play some next year. Um, I I think he's going to play a lot. I think the – you know, we are used to the backup quarterback at Oklahoma almost – not playing at all right yeah sure it's kind of how it's always been um a lot of times i think it's because the starters racking up yards and points and statistics because maybe in a heisman trophy race and you need that um who knows what the real reason is but i i don't think i don't think that's going to be the case this year i think he's going to be in the mix early and often What'd you think of DG? Um, nice throw to who was it? Farouk for the first touchdown. That was a nice yeah. little play design, by the way, on that one. Nice little wheel route to to Gavin Sawchuk, which I think that you're gonna. That's not the last time this year you're gonna see that. I think they're gonna have some success with that when he's in the game. I remember a, a, a third or fourth down, he underthrows Jaden Gibson a little bit. The decision to throw one on one down the field, Peyton Bowen. Overall, what'd you think of what you saw from uh, from Dylan Gabriel, your starting quarterback? I thought he looked about as expected. I thought he was um, under control. I thought he was comfortable in the offense. I thought he had great command of the offense. Um, I thought he was accurate for the most part. The interception, uh, that was, for whatever reason, he had made it up in his mind that he's throwing that football no matter what. And he threw it. Peyton Bowen did a great job of getting into the chest of Andrew Anthony and redirecting and, and getting into a good position, finding the football. It's just a great play by a really good young player. Uh, should not have been thrown probably by – not probably. Should not have been thrown by Dylan Gabriel. That was that was really, to me, the one real hiccup. Everything yeah. else I thought was, was really solid. Uh, let, let's get to a few texts here, then we'll hit a break. Camo Sooner says, is it fair to say that the offense is going to lean into using the tight ends a lot this coming season? I don't know. It depends if we can get any uh, healthy and, and geared up and ready to go for the season. I mean, we've got uh, ta- Stogner. What, do he have one catch? Yeah, Blake Smith had the touchdown catch, right? Yeah, with the yeah, – um, I- he, he at um, least had one. I can't remember if one Q-tip. of your other tight ends. Had, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. would think the tight ends will be a big part of uh, of things this year. Take away from the spring game with as athletic as Harrington slash McCullough are, there were a couple of backbreaker plays against K-State and Tech that would have made that change, that would have made it change the outcome of the game. So basically saying with players like Harrington and McCullough, maybe the backbreaker on third and long against Kansas State or what happened late against Tech doesn't yeah. happen. That's 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 the case. That's the hope. That's the hope. Um, I thought Harrington 
was excellent, just as I expected. Played great at the Cheetah. Uh, you know, played safety with the second defense. And, you know, just like I've been saying, the dude's got bounce. He's always energetic. He's always, you know, just flying around the field, pops up after every play. Just he's a, he's a stud, man. I hope he continues to, to get better and better, and I think he will. One more from Peyton. I think Dylan Gabriel was exactly what he thought what we, what we thought he was. Made some wide open touchdown throws. Didn't make any wild plays. Didn't really make any massive mistakes behind the one pick and was off on one or two bad passes. Pretty much same as last year. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a fair assessment. Were there any wild plays out there? I, I mean, I thought he moved well. Um, you know, got outside the pocket on some boot stuff and, and looked okay. It was, you know, scrambled for a couple of, of nice runs. But all in all, I, I would agree. It was just, it was solid. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, it, it's a fair representation, I think, of what he is as a player. Sure, like maybe he can make a couple of more of those layups as the season gets here. We've talked enough about that. But, yeah, I, that, I think that's an accurate representation. Hey, I'm at Wonder House Furniture Consignment. I don't know if you need an outdoor patio heater or not for your giant space out there, mm. but uh, we've got a great deal on uh, outdoor patio heaters here at Wonder House Furniture Consignment. They also do all kinds of performance fabrics. Give them a call, 405-701-4048. That's 405-701-4048. Yeah, good stuff. And I'm hanging out today, Newcastle Casino, I-44 exit 107. Always tons of great stuff going on, a lot of promotions here. I'm hanging out in front of the Front Row Sports Bar, which is really cool. They've got off-track betting, full bar, uh, bar, bartenders back there. They've got games you can play on the inside as well. Really cool stuff. Come see us at Newcastle Casino. We'll be back. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Cavens Construction. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Call Cavens at 405-473-3048 or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612 or visit cavensconstruction.com. Oh, I love it. Thank you for that, Kyler. That roar in the background that you heard, Teddy, that was about 80% me after Kyler said that. So, yeah, there were 54,000 plus on hand, but the majority of that crowd noise was from me. I thought he did fantastic with that. He said, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, And he somewhat did. He didn't go on for 15 minutes, but he said a lot more and spoke a lot longer than I thought. I I thought that he was just very genuine in how he feels about OU. It was – he did – he did a really, really good job with that. Good for him. Yeah, he did, and it was awesome to uh, to see all, all of his crew back, right? A lot of the guys that he played with were, were back in town. That was awesome. Well done by him. Uh, I think they did a good job on the statue. Um, I think um, all around, pretty good stuff, man. It was, a, it was a good weekend. I just, it's crazy. Friday was amazing. Sunday was amazing. I don't know how Saturday's weather uh, <laughs> got seriously. in there, but um, I, I think if it wasn't for that weather, we what, what was it, 54,000, 54, something th- like that? 54,409 was the uh, announced <laughs> attendance. I imagine had it not been as cold and windy as it was, there, there would have been more people there than that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, NFL News, Aaron Rodgers just officially traded to the New York Jets, so 
Thank God that that whole deal is fine. Wow. How about this, huh? Yeah, 405-651-3439. Defense, man. Lots of like defensively, especially in the back end. I really like what I saw from Reggie Pearson, from Peyton Bowen, and Deshaun Mm -hmm. McCullough, just to name a few. Yeah, I, I thought I thought plenty of guys played really well, um, which, you know, I'll just say this. That is, that's what defense looks like whenever your defensive line dominates the line of scrimmage. Now, I think it's fair to say that our defensive line is not quite as good as they looked on Saturday. Not that dominant. I mean, they were basically in the backfield, multiple players, yeah. every single play. I mean, every how play. many uh, – they had more balls bad at the line of scrimmage than they've had like the last five years combined, I feel like. It's like, oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot what that looked like. And then, like, fourth and three, a wide receiver catches it in the open field. Well, I say open field. Like, Deshaun McCullough would immediately come up and make the tackle, but – yeah, I, I, I understand. Like, we can't have this thought that they're going to be a top-five defense this year unless the defensive line is going to play like that consistently, and I think right. what you're saying is don't expect that. But still, man, like, even with all that, I felt good about OU's defensive backs. Like, I, I that that's a spot to be very optimistic about. I think they'll be pretty good in the back end. I I totally agree. Um, I just I just don't want everyone to feel like, our front seven is incredible, and our offensive line is terrible. Uh, it's That's just not the case. Um, like our number one offensive line was we we're starting a true freshman at left tackle. All right? And not that he hasn't had a great spring. I think Caden Green has had a really good spring. But, you know, you're going to have Walter Rouse in there. It's just like the two offensive lines were were pieced together. So just keep that in mind on some things. But I thought we tackled really well. Um, I think on the back end, safety and corner, and throw in the cheetah there with Harrington, I think you you look really, really good. Um Backer saw some really good things at Backer with with both groups, first team and and second team. Um, even saw some good things from, even though it was really difficult to evaluate. Saw some good things from from the defensive line and edge guys. So all in all, defensively, I even though it it's it's hard to evaluate, I think you got to feel good about it. Yeah, I mean, how many big plays did the the D DBs give up down the field? Just like that one from Jackson Arnold to Gavin Freeman, right? And the point is, yeah. is, there was nobody running wide open. Jackson Arnold had to have the best throw of the day to really hit on the only big play they had down the field. It, I mean, it had to be a great throw. So, yeah, yeah all things I, considered, they, they, they played really well. I would say my biggest hang-up with the defense was the handful of plays and resulted in touchdowns of, like, letting free runners go on some, like, schemed up plays i think that one with um farouk was like it was a little screen and go where he's acting like he's blocking and then releases from that guy goes down the sideline i mean that's a that's a scheme thing that you just got to be ready for have your antennas up but yeah man i i thought 
thought it was all in all real solid. It didn't look like, and I know there's probably some out there, but it just didn't look like we were running around chaotic, didn't know where to line up or what to do. The the defense deserved to win that game on Saturday, and (laughs) I'm glad they did. Not only because, I mean, they took a commanding lead to start the game, but, uh, and I heard you complaining about it on the broadcast during the game, that, yeah, there were some plays that weren't blown dead, some sacks that weren't called that probably should have been called, you know? A couple of times, Dylan Gabriel on a third or fourth down, they extend the drive, but probably should have yeah. been called back. Like the, the, the defense was the better side of the ball. They deserved to win on Saturday, so good good for them. But, yeah, there, there were some calls where it was, oh, boy, they didn't blow that one dead, but in a real game, the, the QB's laying on his back right now about seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, well, you know, I did think that it evened out some because I, I felt like th- they whistled dead a couple that were, you know, maybe you you get out of there and quarterback may, may be able to hit you with a stiff arm or something and, and extend the play and get the ball downfield. But, um, yeah, I, I'd say, say defense performed well given the circumstances. Offense, I think, performed really well. We didn't have a whole lot of – of procedure stuff there was a handful of you know free plays the offense was able to generate yeah all in all just just a a really solid performance by the entire football team right uh, is, there, is there anything we it, were, were there any like real problem areas where people came away saying oh my gosh we are we're in trouble I mean, offensive line, but if you consider the situation, then yeah. I don't think you're as panicked. But, I mean, obviously the offensive line was, was not great. Um, did anyone have an issue with special teams? Your boy Reddy was out there. It looks like he might be the, the starter, or at least really in well, contention for it. I don't know. He's he got plenty of time out there uh, in the game, but Venables had, had mentioned you know previously that uh, he – he wasn't really brought up whenever the uh, the kicking competition was talked about. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he just failed to mention it. I I have no idea. But he had a couple of nicely hit balls for sure. Um, the other, it's not like a, a panic, but a player that the text line is down on today. And it goes back to last year, and I understand it, but Jaden Gibson's drop, uh, the final play of the game. Yeah. It well, looked like that was a good enough ball to make a play on, and he just dropped it in the back of the end zone. Oh, it was a great ball. And I, I think that play right there may have showcased more, in my opinion, on Jackson Arnold than anything else he did the entire day. Um, the throw that he made, you, you say yeah. that's a more impressive throw than the throw he made right before that? I, yeah. I, I, may, I may not disagree with that. Probably well, not. when you got – when it's a clean pocket and you're able to hit the guy on the route that you know is happening, uh, I'm not saying it wasn't a high-level throw. It definitely was. But two-point conversion, everything is super condensed. You've got a play call where it's a sprint pass to the right. The ball's typically you want it out immediately. That's not the throw that he was initially wanting to go to, I don't believe. And he was able to escape out. And, and found Jaden Gibson in the back line who, who sat down to find a spot, a hole in the defense, and he, he hammered it in there through, through traffic and made the right play, the right throw, 
uh, under pressure, um, both physical pressure with uh, the defense bearing down on him and just the pressure of the football game where you've got to make something happen and it's win or lose right there, and, and he delivered on his end. I thought that was that was awesome by him. And, uh, you know, for Jaden Gibson, though, I what's the what's the beef here? Like, I understand. The kid dropped the pass. He's dropped a handful of passes. Um, he's he's got he's got incredible talent with the six five frame and the ability to run. Just just give the kid some time. That's it. Just give him a little bit of time. He's a he's a red shirt freshman. All right. I, yeah, I would love for him to be performing at an all-time level right now, but some guys require a little bit more time to mature and develop, and I think he's going to be just fine. Greg from Lawton says, the Bowen kids' interception is a play we have not seen from a safety slash corner in a long time. Bowen is what, 17, 18? Future looks bright on the back end. Hey, I'm impressed in that spot. Like, Gabriel obviously shouldn't have thrown that ball. But I'm impressed in that spot if a freshman safety goes back and just makes a play on it and gets a PBU, right, and it's second or third down or whatever the next down was was going Mm -hmm. to be. But to come away with an interception on that play and not just a PBU, that was a moment for me and everyone else like, yeah, he was highly rated at a high school. Like It feels like he's going to be not only a player at some point in his career, but he's going to maybe make an impact this year as as a true freshman. Yeah, I I totally agree. That was uh that was an excellent play. He's got a seam route bearing down on him as a half field safety. He stays in really good position, doesn't panic, uh, is able to get his hands on him, reroute him off of his line, turn, uh, you know, get back up to full speed quickly, find the football, intercept it, come down to the ground with it. Top notch. Excellent, excellent stuff there from uh, from a true freshman. I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, one more. DG missed a couple of wide open throws, but looked great. Looked pretty good overall. Uh, we got a ton of text to get to. We can get that uh, coming up next. But uh, I'm at Wonder House here in Norman. Wonder House Furniture Consignment. They also have Wonder Hall Furniture Movers. Mm-hmm. They are now booking dorm, Greek housing, and apartment moves. Call or text 405-831-5908 to reserve your spot. 405-831-5908. Their crews are background checked for your peace of mind. Again, that's Wonder Hall Furniture Movers. Good stuff. All right. I'm here at Newcastle Casino. We'll take a quick timeout. Keep hitting us on the text line 651-3439. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It's the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas. Teddy Lehman, I'm at Wonder House Furniture Consignment, Robinson Crossing uh, Shopping Center in Norman. Just telling you, if you're looking for some uh, outdoor patio furniture, Wonder House Furniture Consignment is a very, very good place to look. 405-701-4048, 405-701-4048. That's Wonder House Furniture Consignment. Uh, let's get to a few texts. Joe and Shawnee says, when do we get some of these offensive line back uh, when they're going to be 100% healthy? Good question. Let's see, the Sexton kid went down with an ACL late December. My guess is training camp at best. Um, yep. That's that's right on eight months. It used to be like more like ten months or a year, but 
we've seen guys have those injuries late and be able to get back for training camp. But my guess is uh, I, I would not expect him like straight up ready to roll by game one. I think they'll probably start to work him in around that time. But I, I don't know. I, if you if you have him ready, like t- starting to practice at game one, I think that would be a good thing. Um, I don't know what Taylor's got. Um, Rouse will be ready for fall well, camp for sure. sure. Um, who else was out? Was anyone else out? I'm trying to think. Um, and I, I think I mean, they're in on the, a couple of guys in the portal as well. Yeah, yeah. The the, the main three that you mentioned there, um, I think we hit on the main three. But Rouse feels like Rouse is going to be back for training camp, and I would guess that he's your game one starter at uh, at a tackle spot. That's my right. guess anyway. I don't, well, I don't think he's coming here if he doesn't think that he's yeah, going to be a starter. Be, I'd he'll say he'll be that. your game one starter at left tackle. Yes. The answer to that is yes. Now, you say, well, there's a couple of guys. Like Rouse is the only guy that's hurt that is, you know, that is a penciled-in starter. Like, why would that throw such a wrench into the system? Well, um, it throws a wrench into the system because – you now have Caden Green starting at left tackle on the first unit. I think Schaefer was playing left tackle on the second yes. unit, and he's not going to be a tackle. He's going to be a guard. So he's playing out of position. You know, I, it, it just it messed with a bunch of things, you know. So um, not the end of the world. We'll be fine. We got a lot of guys that need to get healthy, though, not just offensive line. We need to get those guys back. We need to get our tight ends back. Uh, we need to get Nick Anderson healthy and ready to roll. We need um, we need Marcus Major healthy and ready to roll. Uh, we need Barnes. Barnes. We need and, and I don't think a lot of these guys don't have anything necessarily uh, so serious that you're worried about you know timing for fall camp, but. I just don't like, especially young guys like your tight ends, Llewellyn and Helms. I don't. I hope those guys don't miss extended time through the summer. That's your develop. That's your physical development time. Same thing with uh, you know. I know Sexton will be out, but Taylor. You hope he's back. We need some. We need athletic, physical development over the summer for these guys. Recruiting Doomer One says, I feel like people aren't talking about Bowen and McCullough enough. Bowen runs stride for stride with our fastest uh, wide receiver, locates mm-hmm. ball and catches ball. McCullough was everywhere, PBUs and tackles that were mean. I, I've been on for two hours now and have mentioned Bowen and McCullough more than once. Yeah, I, I know some people were down on Desan McCullough earlier this spring, but good luck being down on him after that spring game and just – like everything you thought he would be physically, he showed that in a whole lot more on Saturday. I understand that he wasn't when he's blitzing and getting some balls bad at the line of scrimmage. He's not going up against the best O-line that he'll see all year long. But physically, man, like he he looks the part. He looks like a dude out there. Yeah, well, that it, the circumstances ended up being perfect for McCullough. Now, I'm, I, I don't want to... I don't want to downplay what he did in the spring game because I thought he played really well. I thought he played loose and and fast and aggressive, and 
he's productive. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Who can produce? Who can, you know, bat balls, make tackles, get to the quarterback, all of those things. And he did exactly that. Um, the the beef, I think, with McCullough through spring and has not been blitzes or tackling or any of those things. It's it's like more of the pass coverage stuff, right? That's where he's been exposed. And like I've been saying the whole time, to me, that's expected. He's playing a totally foreign position uh, than what he's ever been at. And because of the offensive line situation, like there wasn't a whole lot of real drop back pass game to worry about. So it worked out good for him. Now, I can I continue to think that he's going to be a really good player. He's just going to need some time, but you saw what what his capabilities are on some plays out there. He's got he's got some physical traits that you just really can't replicate. Uh, okay, Kobe McKenzie looked fast from Peyton. Yes, uh, Sam says I know it's April, but Harrington had a really good game too. Saw him mm-hmm. come up at a few run fits at a few times and played them well. That was his weak point last year. Uh, Tyler from Kellyville, my number one take from the spring game was Peyton Bowen needs to be on the field this year. Yeah, he will I, be. I, 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 yeah, for sure. Don't know if we've brought up too much of Justin Harrington, but um, there was some excitement for him going into the spring game. Maybe he's the leader to win that cheetah spot. But, yes, he, a- along with a lot of players on that starting defense, played really well and looked like, looked like they're ready to have a nice year. For yeah, sure. he he is he's fantastic. Love watching him. If that D line, man, I it, it's the biggest question mark on the team in my opinion. Now exiting spring, if that defensive line can just exceed expectations, they don't necessarily have to be dominant. But if they can just be good, if they can be consistent, like Brent said, he expects this defense to be on another planet. What I've seen from backer and secondary, like I I feel good about that statement. If the defensive line, if the edge pass rushers can be consistent and be better this year. Like that to me is the staying healthy one, obviously, especially at backer. That's like the real giant question mark with this defense. Can they be better? Yeah, man. And they can even take a massive jump if their edge pass rushers and their interior guys are a lot better. They don't even have to be the best position group on the defense. But if they're just pretty good, then that defense is going to look a lot better. Yeah. At least I think. Yeah. No, I agree. Let me ask you this. What do you think our starting four defensive line looks like? Uh, we're up against it, so how about we get to that next? Ooh, nicely done, Tyler. Thank yeah, you. let's do that. Quick timeout. Uh, I'm hanging out here at Newcastle Casino. What's going on over there? What, Wonder House, Tyler? Wonder House Furniture Consignment, 1284 North Interstate Drive in Norman, Robinson Crossing Shopping Center. Norman Transcript Reader's Choice Award in 2023 for Best Consignment slash Resale Store. So they just win awards here. Awesome. No big deal. Good stuff. All right, quick timeout. We'll be back. Stay tuned. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Hour one of the rush on this Monday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, 405-651-3439 of Wonder House Furniture Consignment. Gently used high-end furniture. You need it? They got it. Wonder House Furniture Consignment right here in Norman Robinson Crossing Shopping Center, 
1284 North Interstate Drive, or give them a call, 405-701-4048. That's 405-701-4048. Anything uh, nationally catch your eye this weekend from any other spring games? Nebraska had a tough time with uh, eight fumbles, two interceptions, two failed fake punts, Mm. and two for four on uh, field goals. (laughs) Nebraska's seen better days offensively than on Saturday. It's going to be a work in progress, uh, for Nebraska, I think we all we all knew that. Uh, it's good to see the excitement there in the program, though. Uh, maybe the best play they ran all day was the uh, fullback trap there to start things off. The fullback is back at Nebraska. First play of the game, they showed that, which was pretty cool. Um, I, I didn't watch any of Alabama's spring game, but apparently <laughs> there wasn't like a lot well. to like. Uh, Pat, Pat Forty said this today, quote, and I hate that he said this, it's not the same Alabama. There are signs that the window is closing. Of course, I said the same thing in 2015 and was dead wrong, so we'll see. So basically, just count on Alabama to win the next four out of five titles, now that people are saying that. Yeah, well. Wrong thing, guys. Um, I don't know how the window could be closing. Am I crazy? Did they just have the number one recruiting class or number two? In the country? No, yeah, they had the number one recruiting class, um, and it was one of the highest-ranked classes ever. Yeah. They they don't have a star quarterback, all right? We've seen Alabama perform really well without a star quarterback. It's been a while, okay? Um, If if they don't figure something out, I would would just expect a – Old school Alabama, grind it out, slow things down, not score as much, play to their defense. That's not the Alabama we've seen recently, but um, my guess is they've also got some opportunities that they feel uh, in the transfer portal, maybe at quarterback or something. I don't know, but yeah, I'm. I guess it could happen, but I'm hesitant to call time of death on Nick Saban in Alabama. Jaden Daniels at LSU was 10 of 11. He only missed one throw, 168 yards and two touchdowns. So the big takeaway in the southeast today is that, well, after what we've seen this spring, LSU is actually the best team in the SEC West. Which, hey, they won the SEC West last year. But if I'm handicapping things, I still give Alabama a slight favorite over LSU in the SEC West. Mostly because that game's in Tuscaloosa this year. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. Um, it's hard to say. I know Saban didn't sound too optimistic after the game, but uh, it's a long way from opening kickoff. So, um, what's hey, what's going on with Colorado? Uh, well, they're just not going to have a team next year. Everyone's transferring out. Well, they'll have a team. They're just going to have to get 40 players via the portal in the next couple of weeks. Now, I mean, it is our, exit city out there. Right. Are all these guys that are jumping in the portal, These are these all like previous player, players that were there before Deion yeah. Sanders? All of them? Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, this is his first year there, so obviously that's going to be the case. But they had a wide receiver that played really well on Saturday. 
I mean, it was aided by a 98-yard touchdown, but even he's in the portal. So but there was some. There was a four-star guy I saw. I, I just. I guess I didn't yeah. realize that they had a four-star player on the roster. Maybe he's just going to suit up this year. Maybe so. Hey, real yeah. quick, what do you think about the starting D line of? I think Bothroyd's a starter for sure. Um, Lolu, Co, yeah. and maybe Trace Ford as your four. <laughs> Yay or nay? That's what I wrote down, but we need to talk about it because that's leaving out some uh, incumbent starters. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next. It's a gas. Grab that cash with both hands and make a stash. Hey, Sooner fans, we've got you covered. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. No, we don't get a break. <laughs> this is the home of Sooner fans. The Red Sports Radio Network.